Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Breakfast Ball. I'm Ben Charleston, joined by Ryan Hannibal. Ryan, we got golf back, the first live event back since uh, the Players' Championship in March. How excited are you? I'm fired up. 90 days without golf, 90 days without sports. And this is really the first, you know, big sporting event to come back. I know NASCAR has come back, but for me, my purpose is, and, and yours as well, golf is, you know, what we like to enjoy. So this is, this is a big week. The players are kind of talking about it like it's an opening day, and that's kind of how I look at it too. And, you know, I'm fired up for, for live golf Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, and you can definitely tell players are excited. You think you have 15 of the top 20 golfers going to the Charles Schwab Challenge in Texas. And I was looking up stats like, I don't know if they've never had it, but they haven't had the first and second player there at the same time ever. And now they have the top five players there all in one tournament. So obviously the players are very excited to get back to golf and very excited for, for the season to start. Yeah, this isn't like one of the marquee events by any means in the Charles Schwab Challenge. Usually I think it's in May. And, you know, people are just, you know, if you're from Texas, you probably play in it. Like Jordan Spieth always plays in it. But it's not one of the marquee events on tour. But I think now players are just so excited to come back. And it seems like the players are going to play as much as they can over the next, you know, a couple months, basically as a ramp up to the majors later in the summer. So I would expect these fields to be sort of the same, you know, as we move forward the next couple of weeks. So that's definitely, you know, a, a good thing for golf, having the best players, you know, playing every single week. Because every, you know, every sporting fan is probably going to be watching at some point this weekend just to check it out because it's live sport. So having the top players playing is definitely a good thing for the tour. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, there won't be, I guess, probably as many casual fans watching the whole tournament, but they will be tuning in. And if they see names like – you know, the top 20 guys, McElroy, Thomas, Fowler, um, Speed, knowing uh, Kepka, those type of names, they're going to be more interested and more likely to tune in. And, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see as many guys taking off um, multiple weeks in a row or a couple weeks here and there. They're going to be ramping up, like you said, for the majors because you do have all the majors very quickly at the end of the season. And I, I know the guys have played – uh, competitively or most of them have played competitively for about 90 days so I think they're going to want to get as much uh, experience on tour and, and in this environment as possible before the the major events so but that's that's one of my thoughts do you think a lot of these guys are going to come out with rust or is it going to become you know once once they get out there they've been practicing the last couple of weeks so they'll, they'll be fine or or they're going to be a little bit nervous for that first tournament 
I kind of think they'll be out once they get out there. They'll be fine. I mean, there's they. It's not like they haven't picked up a club in 90 days. They've been playing, and you know, maybe the first round might be a little bit. You know, I don't. I don't know if even nerves come into play, but maybe. But you know, come Sunday, I think it'll be just normal golf. I mean, if you look at like the tournaments in Hawaii to start the year, those are pretty much the same. Players don't really have much rust out there, so. But yeah, it was a little bit longer layoff than what they're used to, but I really can't see it there being much, you know, difference in their play. I think the one thing that might impact things a little bit is the no fans. A couple of players talked about how they, you know, thrive off the crowds and they feed off that. Maybe that could impact things a little bit for some players that like to ride the, you know, emotions of the crowd. But other than that, I, I kind of think it's just business as usual. I mean, golf is kind of a sport that you don't really rely on much. You know, outside, it's sort of just yourself. So I, I don't see it having much impact. Well, do you think some players might play better without fans, having, you know, that pressure on you? Like if someone you, – you used to see it when people would play with Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like they would have great rounds, and Sunday they play with Tiger. They have, you know, all the fans following them, and they just collapse. Where with some of these guys who maybe aren't as – maybe mentally tough on that last day or – or as used to the the large fans with no fans, you think they're going to play a little bit more relaxed and a little better? Yeah, that's a good point. I think you look at it different ways. Like maybe the younger, the younger, more inexperienced players that maybe would get paired with a Tiger Woods on the weekend might do better off in this format. But I think, like I think I watched Jordan Spieth yesterday, and he said that this week he Thor thrives off the crowd because it's his home, sort of where he's from, the Dallas area. You know, fans are always out supporting him in a way, so he use that to, for, you know, motivate him and keep him in, you know, if he had a bad hole, he'd sort of rally behind that. But it's a good point you have with, like, say, you know, a, a guy that hasn't won before on the weekend is in the final group, maybe just the lack of crowd and, and you know, the atmosphere would be a little different. That could be a benefit to a player like, I don't know, just a guy that hasn't won before, that could help him out there. Was maybe for the veteran players, maybe it works the other way around. But I guess – Depends on the player, I'm sure. But you can make case for both sides. Yeah, yeah, I think the same thing. And, and I think if someone who hasn't won before is in the final group on Sunday, they're still going to feel the pressure. It might not be as bad. You might not have the same. Obviously, you're not going to have the crowds with you and people cheering for you. But but I think they know what's on the line. The, the you know, a couple oh, million yeah. dollars, uh, the exemption on tour. So, so right. I think there still will be pressure. So it will be interesting to see if there's a guy who – has it won before or an up-and-coming guy on that final day, what, what he does if, if it is that he's able to um, play a little better because he doesn't have that pressure on him. I think it'll just be more relaxed. Like, just the, the whole atmosphere will probably be more – like, I, once you get into the competition, it'll be different. But maybe Thursday and Friday are, are treated more like practice rounds in a way just because there's no fans. And it's probably, you know, much more relaxed atmosphere and just no, you're the only ones on the course. You don't – like the players talked yesterday, it was so much easier just to, you know, walk around the, the facility to go from the green to the clubhouse to get treatment. Just walking around is so much easier. So I think maybe the players be more relaxed, especially the first couple of days. And then once the weekend comes in, I think they'll start to treat it like any other tournament that they're grinding to, you know, to win it or, you know, just come in the top 25 to get as much money as possible. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting, too, without the fans, because you do see every once in a while these tournaments, they, they are used as backboards or the stands right. out there. So with players' um, hit, mishit shots, how much of a difference it, that will make with some of these guys without fans? Will they have more trouble finding the ball? Will, you know, stuff like that. Will they not get some lucky breaks that they usually would get at some of these tournaments with the stands, with the fans? So maybe that 
no fans, it might help some players because there's not as much pressure, but it might also hurt them without all the uh, backstops that they have out there. Yeah, I think it was Brooks Koepka a couple weeks ago said, like, it'd be tougher. Like, he said that you'll see a lot more lost balls just because fans, you know, you want those extra people that find those balls that go off the fairway. And he could be right, but I don't know. I mean, I think tour players don't totally, like, lose balls, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't expect them to lose, but I think there, there's going to be every once in a while those, you know, if someone hits the – a, a real far shot on, on a pro shot on the green, and it hits the, the stands and bounces right. back. So I think they're going to get something like that where stuff like that, little things that really won't affect them too bad, but it will just be a little different. Right. And that's just going to be the thing all around. Like there'll be little things here and there that they'll have to get used to. And, you know, as we get going in the summer, it seems like some tournaments going to try to bring back fans. So maybe this won't be a, a long lasting thing. But even when fans do come back, I don't think it's going to be full you know attendance at these events they're going to limit the number of people that are going to be there yeah well and then this weekend you got uh cbs trying a few different things they're micing up a couple players and they have a confession booth at one of the holes which it seems like most of the players don't understand what it is yeah i mean i get they're trying to do whatever they possibly can i saw jim nance is gonna be the only person from cbs like announcers on site like uh nick faldo and um Frank Doblo, they're going to be in Orlando in the studio there. So they're not going to have the same interaction. So I think CBS is trying to do what they can to get the players more involved. And I think – I forget what the exact wording was. After one of the tee boxes, they're going to have a box where players can go in and, and answer a question um, to be shown live on the air. And I guess CBS is doing what they can to get, you know, more interaction and make these tournaments more – exciting and have different things there without fans and you know another thing was players getting mic'd up and I know Ricky Fowler is one of those players get mic'd up and a couple of the guys were asked about it yesterday and Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas said they wouldn't want to get mic'd up they don't they don't think that you know they, they don't want their conversations being shown and they don't have authority to decide what gets shown and what doesn't get shown and you know I kind of agree with them but I mean the tour microphones are pretty much, they pick up a lot of stuff as is. And, you know, I think those times when players are walking from their tee shots to the ball, that's sort of their time that they kind of know that they're not mic'd up. So I think, I don't know. I, I kind of understand the players not wanting to be mic'd up. Yeah, I understand too. Like I, I liked it with, you know, the tiger film match. Cause that, that's for charity. It's a little different with this. Right. I could understand maybe like Thursday players doing it where, like you said, it might be a little bit more relaxed, but on like a Sunday, you're in the hunt and you got like Jim Nance in your ear asking you like, Oh, like what were you thinking on that last shot or like, right. taking you back a couple holes or like, Hey, we got a Twitter question for you. I, I could understand players being like, no, I, I don't want that. I'm you know playing. I'm in the hunt. I'm playing for a couple million dollars. Like I, I don't want to answer these, one of these stupid questions. And, but I also get CBS trying to make it more interesting and bring fans right. in with something like that. I just think, like, it, there's almost, like, a no-win situation sometimes for these players. Like, let's just say, you know, that they have a, a decision to make with their caddy and they're going back and forth and he makes the wrong decision. Like, you have that evidence out there. And, you know, I just don't – it's really a no-win for the player. I, I get it for the entertainment perspective and for fans and CBS, but, you know, the player – the microphones pick up a lot of stuff as is, so it's not like – you know, we never, ever hear what these players are saying. So I just think it's an added thing. And like you said, they don't really need to be thinking about, like, oh, can I hear Jim Nance right now, you know, on a Sunday? So it's just 
it's a it's a tough balance. I understand where both sides are coming from. And I think that some players, like I think Ricky Fowler enjoys it. He's more open to it. So you can find guys that are more open to it. And, you know, that, that way, you know, it helps both sides. Yeah, I think if you find the right guys, it, it could work out. But, yeah, like – and yeah, like you were saying, with the, with the field mics or what they have out there, yeah, you pick up that in-game action of them talking back and forth. Or, like, if they hit a bad shot, you pick that up. I, I don't think you need an actual mic on someone because I'm thinking if guys are walking, they're not going to be as um, open as they usually – they would be on, like, a non-tournament thing. So what, what are you really getting? What's, what's different than them? other than they're mic'd up so you get to hear them better complaining about the shot they hit or really right. like, a good shot. I, I don't know. Well, that's what Jordan Spieth said yesterday that he would actually, he, you wouldn't be, the, he wouldn't be the same person because he knows what he, he knows he has a microphone. So he'd be better off having microphones out there picking up what he says, as opposed to him carrying a mic because then he, he would be aware of it and probably wouldn't act the same way. Yeah. I think that's the thing too. A lot of these guys, yeah. Like they, they know what's, if they're, they're mic'd up, they know, all right, well, I'm not, not going to talk at all. I'm literally right. just going to sit here, and this is going to be a useless thing right. for you. Right. What are your thoughts? Do you have any uh, favorites or players you're looking for this week? And it's a stacked field, and I, yeah, you know, it's, hard to, it's hard to really gauge because there's no real past, ex, you know, recent experience. No one's played in, in three months. But who are the guys that uh, you like this week? I'm I'm thinking just with how stacked it is, it's going to be someone in the top ten finish. Like, usually these events, you don't get, like we were talking about, you don't get those uh, as stacked of a field. So you do usually look at, like, a young up-and-coming guy kind of taking these fields or, or kind of a, um, a guy who's been on the tour for a while who just hasn't broken through. But I'm looking at the big-name big, big name guys. Like, the first tournament back, I'm looking, and I know they're, they're favored, but, like, a Rory, uh, Justin Thomas – maybe even like a DJ. Like I, I'm thinking it's going to be a top five guy that pulls it out. First tournament back, they're all very excited, and these guys want to win. And I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just feeling those type of guys. Someone like that will we'll pull it out this weekend. I'm going a little bit different. I'm going like a mid-tier guy. Like I, I think these top guys, you know, will play well. But, you know, I just think the trend this year has been like the middle-tier guys, like the – you know, the, they're still one of the top players in the world, but they're not in the top ten. Like a Jander, Xander Shoffley, a Colin Marikar, Justin Rose, Tony Finau, like guys like that, Matt Kuchar, guys that sort of on the fringe. You know, I think this could be a good week for, for those guys, and I think we talked about it off air. It's supposed to be pretty hot down there in Texas. Um, sometimes the wind plays a factor there. I don't know what the forecast is besides just being hot. So I don't know if that gives an advantage to, you know, the longer hitters, the shorter hitters, or anyone at all, but – that's something to keep in mind, too. The heat's going to be pretty hot out there. Yeah, that, that will be. I have seen a lot of articles on that about the heat, how, how it will affect some of these guys that, like they, they were saying, you know, they don't plan this tournament in uh, June because it is so hot. It's usually an early May event where it's a little bit cooler. So it will be interesting to see how these guys are able to handle the heat, but also that could help some of these longer hitters maybe with the heat. They, they get a couple extra yards on the ball. So it will, it will be interesting to see how – the heat actually affects them on the course for four straight. And that, that's another thing too. How many of these guys have played uh, 18 holes, four straight days in a row. And that's a good point. If they're in that shape to play. So it, it will be interesting to see maybe Saturday or Sunday. Some of these guys are dragging with the heat and having played uh, 36 holes or 54 holes in, in a short period of time. Did, uh, did you see the Ryder cup news that got announced this morning? I have not. What? So they're changing the uh, 
picks format. No longer there's only going to be six players that get it like via the standings, the points, and then the rest are going to be captain's picks, I believe. So there's going to be a lot more captain's picks than before. So I guess that could benefit some players that maybe aren't playing as well this year that weren't going to qualify. Um, so here's what just now scheduling criteria has been changed for this year's U.S. Ryder Cup team as only six players will earn a spot off the points list and captain Steve Stricker will pick six other wild card selections. So it's more than the standard, what was it, four captain's picks before? Yeah, I think that there's three or four, yes. So there's going to be more captain's picks, which could benefit the players that maybe aren't playing well this year that wouldn't have earned points, but maybe have a good summer. Um, I don't know, like maybe potentially Jordan Spieth, who hasn't had a good year, good last couple of years, but if he plays well, he's, you know, hot and has that experience. So could, that's just something to keep an eye on too. Yeah, actually, I don't mind that. Because um, it is one of those things with the, the points. Like if, if you play a lot of tournaments and you just have a good run, you could uh, make that, that list. But I like having the more captain's picks because, yeah, because then you're getting the – I know it's not as a great thing because, you know, maybe some of the smaller-name guys who are having a good year won't get picked. Right. But you're having the big-name guys, and really that's what you want for golf and the Ryder Cup. You want totally. the recognizable names at the tournament. And if, if you're getting more um, captain's picks, you're, you're giving that more chance to get guys like, like Tiger Woods or Jordan Spieth. Or, right. Someone who might, yeah, like you said, hasn't had a great year, but you know is a big name, will draw a crowd, and, and, and people want to see. Well, also, like you said, too, the Rotary Cup is about experience and playing in that atmosphere. And, yeah, there is a balance of having the new guys on tour and getting the new guys out there. But, you know, everybody talks about how much pressure there is in the Rotary Cup. And if you've played in that before, that's so much better for, you know, your team in the U.S. So I think it is a benefit to have those captain's picks and maybe – we'll see those go to more of the experienced guys and guys that have been there before and, you know, you know what they're going to get. So, you know, Matt Kuchar, somebody that's played in a lot of Ryder Cups that has that experience, I think this benefits them, you know, as well. Yeah, well, and then I saw another comment from Stricker about like a week ago it, it, about if the Ryder Cup doesn't have fans, he, he wouldn't want to do it. I, I feel the same way. I think with the Ryder Cup, it is a completely different event. Like that is – you want the fans there with, with the Ryder Cup. Like it was, with the, the Charles Schwab Challenge, you can get away with no fans. The, the Masters it will be different, but I think you get away without fans. The Ryder Cup is one of those golf events where I guess you could get away without fans, but yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, and I was actually thinking that them coming out with this new format today could be an indication that they are planning to have the Ryder Cup with or without fans, and I'm kind of with you. I don't think – I think they need fans. I think all the players agree that they want fans, and who knows? That's the, this event isn't till September, so there's still a couple more you know months to go for things to you know potentially get better with things. They can work some things out, and you know maybe there won't be the hundreds of thousands of fans throughout the week. But I think that, I think there will be some. There will be fans at the Ryder Cup. I think everybody understands their impact, and it's 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 not a normal golf event. They thrive off the crowd. The crowd's more into it. The first tee is you know one of the that's the signature of the event. The crowds around the first tee, and you know it, it won't be the same without fans. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, they at least figure it out. Or if there are going to be no fans, they push it back. And if there are fans, then then go with it. So it, I know we do have a couple months to go, but yeah, I Ryder Cup, no fans. It's it's just not the same. And you see it on that Sunday with the guys going one on one against each other, and and the fans getting so excited, and the players thriving off of that that energy from the fans. So, right. so no fans, it's, it's just a completely different event. It will still be a fun event, 
in a very exciting event to watch, but it's just you don't get that same energy, I feel like, from the players. And like you were saying earlier, certain players um, thrive off the crowd, and if you don't have that, who knows what, what the uh, tournament will actually be like. Yeah, like I'm just thinking, like, Patrick Reed and the way he acts at Ryder Cups, he wouldn't be able to do that with no fans. Like, that just – I mean, I guess he could, but that would kind of look pretty stupid with no – you know, noise in the background. And yeah. so it, it's, it just makes the entire event. I don't think everybody that plays in it agrees. You know, I don't know how it would look logistically pushing it back a year if they could be able to do that. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that are going into it, but, you know, I think they're going to do whatever they can to have fans there. Because it's not – I think even the European, European players would want fans too. I think Roy McIlroy said he wanted he wanted fans at the event and it wouldn't happen without fans. So it's it's for both sides. Even though the Europeans are coming over here, they want the fans too. Yeah, so we got a ways to to go before that. We at least have live golf back, so so that's the the positive on the day. We got the Charles Schwab Challenge this weekend, so hopefully it will be a good tournament. Looking for uh, obviously a lot of the top guys will be in contention. I'm guessing going into the weekend, so it will be a very good tournament to for people to tune into this weekend. Who are your guys that you sort of just as a fan of golf? Who do you who do you like? Um. I, I, I'm big. I'm a, I like Spieth. Um, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Spieth guy. I, I like him. Just he, he grinds it out. He's not a guy that a huge hitter. He but he figure out figures out a way to win. In the last couple of years have been tough for him. So I'm hoping he turns it around this year. Um, Ricky Fowler. Yep. He's a entertaining guy. And obviously you get I follow the big name guys. Uh, Kepka, Johnson, McElroy. Those guys. Those guys are fun to watch. Um, Day in and day out on the turn uh, on the on the tour. You a DJ guy? Do you like him? Indifferent on him? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent on him. Like I, I I don't I wouldn't say like I'm a huge fan of him, but I follow him. I right. when he's when he's in contention, he's, he's right. like I said, fun to watch. He's a big hitter, very interesting guy. But yeah, he's not like this huge personality that I'm like drawn to. It's like oh, I I need to follow DJ. I only cheer for DJ. Um, like even Brooks Kepka, I think he's emerged into a little bit of a personality where he's yeah, sort of yes. over the last couple of years has been afraid to go on pardon my take and show his personality and sort of embrace his like not being super into golf in a way like kind yeah, of yes yes he yeah he's shown yeah much more the personality of him that. where Dustin Johnson just kind of is like eh. Like in that uh, Taylor made skins match, remember when he just shows up and has his uses the T as the marker? It's based that's like classic Dustin Johnson. Like, yeah, just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, so like, I, I'm fine with him. Yeah, but it's just, I guess I just don't know his personality as much. So I can't really uh, get in on that. But like, yeah, like Dick Fowler, Kepka, those guys are, are a little bit more of a personality. You know them a little bit more, which, which is good. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see some of these young up and coming guys like, um, Wolf on tour. Um, Rory Palmer, Carla. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like Fitzpatrick. I like watching him. He's this yep. the Englishman, tiny guy, but he absolutely rips the ball. So, and he always seems to play well in these tournaments. So, so I am excited to see kind of the young up and coming class. I know there are a couple guys from last year who, who played well who are coming up and having good years this year. So, so I'm, I'm excited and to see those looks, guys. Looks like uh, Tiger could be coming back next week. There are some rumors that his yacht is uh, on the way down to – or up from Florida to Hilton Head. So, that would be good to see Tyra getting back. And it will be interesting to see his schedule too. Like, how many tournaments does he play? Because he's, you know, older, so he really can't play every single week. But he still wants to be in, you know, top shape for, you know, those majors coming up. Yeah, well, usually – I remember when he released his schedule before everything happened, 
he was basically like kind of like one on, one off, or two on, two off. Right. So he was very spread out. So yeah, it will be um, interesting to see with the the shortened season how he he schedules it because yeah, I, I, he obviously wants to play as much as he can to to be in shape, but he also obviously doesn't want to wear himself out or injure himself before the, the majors. So right. it'll, it'll be a big balancing act for him. But I, yeah, from the Mickelson Tiger uh, event, he looked to be in. in oh, he was locked form, in. So I'm excited to see him play, but I also want to see him play in the majors. So if he doesn't play in as many uh, PGA Tour events, I'm fine with that because I want to see him in the, the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship, the Masters, the Ryder Cup. That's yeah, what I want to see him in. He's probably looking forward or looking, you know, that whatever it is, August to September as those big major events. So maybe he does sort of the the one week, two weeks off until then. And so he can play, you know, those whatever, whatever it is, four, four events in six weeks, whatever it is. And we saw, you know, a couple of, with the President's Cup or with the uh, yeah, the President's Cup, when he played all that golf ahead of time, he wasn't really in top shape physically for the president's cup and had to sit that Saturday around. So I think yeah. that's in the back of his mind too. He wants to be full go at all these events. Yeah. I'm guessing he has this whole regiment planned out and, and everything uh, down to like the, to the littlest thing that he knows exactly what his body can do and how many tournaments he's going to play, how many shots he wants to hit and all that. So, so I think he, he knows exactly what he's going to do, but yeah, like, like we said, hopefully he's, he's healthy for the majors, which will be the, the events we want to see him in. I'm just excited the golf's back, and I know you are too. Yes, very excited. Brian, I know you got a couple articles going up on the website today about golf, so hopefully people go check them out, and we'll be watching uh, Thursday through Sunday. And uh, we'll be back, I guess, another podcast next week. Plenty to talk about. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.